Oh no, it's not a twisty. Get a non twisty top Damn shift it. on. I was trying to shift it. Uh, I don't have a thing in here. Where's your like name tag one nameplate? In a box somewhere. Anyway. Mary the Who Podcast 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 Get a shift on Welcome to Married to Who, a podcast where a couple of couples watch Doctor Who for the very first time. My name is Jake, with me are those couples Cody, Sam, Jill, Alex, and our producer Terry. This week we're here to talk about series 13 finale, Doctor Who colon flux colon chapter 6 colon the vanquishers. Cody. Mm, Jake. What'd you think of this one? That was pretty good. It was, uh... It's pretty good. Move along. Sam? Nothing to see here. <laughs> Sam, sorry, I was taking a drink. <laughs> uh, wasn't a flop. Wasn't a like arousing a, a success. I don't think it. It was fine. <laughs> that was a weird spot Hold to on. pause. Yeah, it was. I was like, I can't think of a word. Are you what aroused? Do you say? It was not arousing. It wasn't. No. It was a space rousing success, rousing? not arousing. <laughs> I, I disagree. The doctor and Yaz definitely boned. No, she said oh. it was not arousing. Yeah, I disagree. <laughs> okay, go on, Sam. There you go. It's in the middle. It wasn't amazing. It wasn't bad. It was fine. It was good. On the better Terry. side. It was okay. I think it definitely went very fast. You definitely could have made this a two-parter, but... Fucking excuse me? It, it was You're a two-parter. It's a six-parter. It was a six-parter. <laughs> <laughs> well, this six-part could have been A and B, but it was still good. You can't make a seven-parter. <laughs> That's ridiculous. They did that all the time in classic. Seven yeah, episodes. numbers are terrible. Ugh. Jill. Uh, I also thought it was mostly good. I liked a lot of things about it. I missed some things that didn't happen, but everything that did happen, I liked. It's a weird way to put that, but I know what you mean, Alex. It was too much in one, but fine. I get it. <laughs> Disagree. <laughs> now that we're all pretty negative about the episode already. Jake. 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 Right? <laughs> no, I thought it was fine. Um, I was kind of thinking just before we started, like, if I were to place this season in a ranking of, like, the 13 New Who seasons, it'd probably be in the middle, maybe... Just above the middle. I really had a good time this season. I would agree with that. Mm -hmm. If I were to rank this finale as a singular episode among finales, it probably would be in the same spot because finales in general aren't very good. <laughs> like there aren't a lot of really good Doctor Who finales uh, seen individually as single episodes. And so I think it gave us everything it kind of was promising it was going to. There are a couple little things 
that could have been done differently just because I wanted them to, but that doesn't mean they need to be. I mean, my notes from the second time I watched it are like a hundred nitpicks, but they're just that. And it's because it's the second time I watched it and we're doing a podcast. Like, I could very happily have just watched it and been like, okay. (laughs) But I did also really put off for a long time today my second watch of it because I was like, I don't know if I'm like excited to watch this again, but it was fine. Is it Whitaker's best season? Definitely. I think I liked her last season better. I think I'm with Alex. I, a lot of people are saying that, that this is their favorite uh, Jody and Chibnall season. And I probably would have said that after like the first four episodes. But I, I really like series 12. And, you know, apart from maybe like one or two, you know, just l- little little things that I didn't like. It was as a whole, like more cohesive than a lot of seasons are like even if you might really like the premiere or finale of certain seasons if you look at the season as a whole there might be huge chunks that you'd skip and series 12 I actually i had a really good time with and if i'm doing jody and chibnall rewatches that's kind of the the area i'm going to be leaning towards i just especially like it because it's the 13th doctor and it's the 13th season and that, that makes me happy. This is definitely a dumb question. Is it technically a season? Yeah. Anyway, so I had intended on getting to the what do you think of Flux as a season overall at the end, but we kind of tease it a little bit there. But let's talk about this episode since we're here. This cold open was the best, I think. Like, because it was doing the previously on, and then it just went into the it, episode. Like That confused me. I was like, wait, did you start the episode already? I thought there was like a previously. When did this switch over? Yeah, it was great. <laughs> yeah, I enjoyed it. I rewound it just to watch the previously like words that were on the bottom left of the screen just to see exactly when they went away. And they do like a dissolve like it's or and then it actually says now after it says previously. Hmm. Mm. That was fancy. Yeah, and confusing. it was super cool. But is it is a long-standing Doctor Who tradition of having the the cliffhanger be resolved in just the lamest way, <laughs> like oh, a swarm is reaching out to swarm the Doctor. How's she gonna get out of this one? Oh, she just ran away. Yep. <laughs> okay, it's like the Doctor saying, "Go to your room," <laughs> to the. Uh, Empty child. Oh, you and mean like, like oh, okay. she's an angel? Oh, wait, she's not an angel, huh? <laughs> but that's Doctor Who tradition. Like, we're just getting started in Classic Who, but because of Classic Who's format, every episode has to end with a cliffhanger. Every 25 and they minutes. Are all resolved. <laughs> in, like, yeah. There's only so many cliffhangers you could do that are like actually interesting. How will we get over this cliff? <laughs> oh, jump. Got it. Okay. What did you guys think of the whole. Like, her transmatting at the same time as Touch and Swarm, like, split her into three things. Is that what split her? Yeah, is I that what happened? Yeah, yeah. I had, I thought it was just some weird doctor shit that happened. Watching last week's episode, I watched it with Jill and Alex and Terry, and uh, as soon as she put on that compression button, I go, oh, that means she's going to take off that compression button, because the ood told her, don't take this off. <laughs> yeah. It's like, oh, she's definitely taking that off. That, I thought it was the button that did that. 
Well, she has a line after it happens where she's like trying to figure it out. And she's like, you know, taking off the compression thing while being touched by Swarm. And then she just pauses and goes like, could just goes on to the next thing. Like she gets interrupted and can't finish her thought. So it's like Chibdle's way of saying this is how it happened. But like, don't worry about it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I, I thought that was kind of an interesting mechanic to get the doctor in every single scene because mm-hmm. mm-hmm. that was really cool um yeah i actually liked it a lot it's it seemed too powerful though <laughs> like yeah, i was, was you know it was too easy just like oh the doctor's in all these places but and she she's... was like struggling with it which was really interesting but she's also coherent in all of these places yeah like it, I don't, and coherent yeah. of her other <laughs> selves yeah in yeah all those places yeah it was a fun little, we're going to yeah. make the doctor everywhere. There's no yeah. explaining this. It's just, here you go. Enjoy. When Doctor 2 shows up to save Doctor 1, I was stoked. I was like, yes, this is what I wanted. Yeah. Just two doctors, yeah. even if it's the same doctor. It's a multi-doctor Wait, story. You know which one is Doctor 2? Doesn't matter. Because she starts the flirting process. Oh. <laughs> that was a it's bit just, much. Well, it was so Moffity. So, like, Stephen Moffat loves writing women to be sexually attracted to themselves. He did it with <laughs> Amy in um, one of the shorts that they did, where there's two Amys and she just wants to bang herself. And then with Clara, where she, like, sees herself from behind and she's like, oh, hey. <laughs> and then he does it with River, where when she regenerates into river she's just like touching herself and getting all excited and like oh i'm gonna wear all kinds of this kind of clothes and like it's it was just kind of like old man <laughs> writing an attractive woman <laughs> to be like, fair i okay, think amy wanted to sleep with everyone except rory so yeah it was well she's reluctantly slept with rory <laughs> 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 he was the most attractive man in ledworth apparently <laughs> um except for dickon tarley yeah, it's just, you know, assuming that every woman wants to to have sex with themselves is a very moffity thing, and I, w- I would have thought Chibnall above that, but no. But we need nah. to talk about your syllable emphasis on Dickon. Dickon Tarly? <laughs> it's the syllable emphasis needs he's, to be better. He's got a dick on that Tarly. <laughs> yeah. He's just dicking on oh. Tarly all day. Go watch the episode where the one before he gets killed... Where they're all, they say his name like seventy five times. They all say Dickon. Nah, they say Dickon. No. That, yeah. All right. On another yeah. note, we've talked. To- oh, oh, no, no, Jill. This is, <laughs> this is the pot now. <laughs> this is it. Sorry. Go ahead. Uh, we talked about throughout the season about like how this is obviously a COVID record. I felt mm-hmm. like having three of the same doctor made it really COVIDy. Like, I liked it, don't get me wrong, I liked the concepts, and I liked having three of Jody. but it was like, how can we make the Doctor, like, really impactful with another Doctor? Oh, we just make it all Jody. It just felt COVID-y. I'll tell you what I like, in the realm of what you're saying, is I really like a big bad and a medium bad. So, like, Swarm and Azure and the flux or the big bad and then the centaurans are the medium bad so you have the doctor dealing with the big bad and then you have the team dealing with the medium bad and 
as much as I like the two doctors, you know, getting together to solve that, when watching the scene where Carvanista is talking to the Centaurans and like, you don't think I know Lupari ships? Like, I did this. I stopped this. You guys are fucked. Like, fuck you for killing all my people. The doctor's standing right next to him, and I kind of wish she wasn't. Like, I, I kind of wish that Dan and Yaz and Carvanista took care of the Centaurans themselves. It would have made it more appropriate for the ending, too, like with Carvanista just being mad. Like, he, yeah. he was still mad, or she. I don't know if we know what Carvanista is. Carvanista was still angry, and yeah, you're right. It would have been, like, a lot more impactful if that just would have been a Carvanista battle. Yeah, but I still really like the two doctors being together, just dynamic. And spoiler for MVP, I think this was Jody's best acted episode ever. I made I, one. I think note, she did a really good job. And it's also a spoiler to my MVP, and I'm real excited for it. Nice. But I'm saving it. I guess the Grand Serpent is not worth mentioning bad. I was gonna say it's like the mini bad. Minor bad. <laughs> Big bad, medium bad, barely tiny bad. barely <laughs> in the show bad. I have a question for you. No. Why was the sun, why was the Grand Serpent obsessed with killing Kate Stewart? Like what what did that have to do with anything? Because she called him out. Uh, She's pissed yeah. about it. He's pissed about He's it. He's pretty mad, yeah. But like four years ago. He so here's Still what mad. his goal is, Carries right? Grudges. Because because we don't know his goal is just to kill the head of unit every time there's a head of unit. <laughs> there isn't a head of unit. Unit doesn't exist anymore. <laughs> there. Wh what is Kate Stewart? She's just a lady <laughs> who's like you know happy to help out. She's a self-appointed like leader of the resistance or some bullshit. She yeah. said <laughs> she also didn't do anything except she brought the TARDIS to Yaz and uh, the tunnels. Yeah, that yeah. whole plot line. Now that it puts a real thought to it, is a big <laughs> old nothing burger. Oh, I've got a few of those. It's just a side story. I feel like there's a lot of that in this season, like side stories that could be bigger stories somewhere else. And maybe there was more to it in the scrapped episodes of the season. I don't know. You would you would think so. Yeah. Like, <laughs> Chibnall has really made a point in his interviews and stuff this season to be like, Hey, remember how I got rid of Unit? That was just so I could bring it back this season. That was always the plan the whole time. I swear <laughs> to God, nobody yell at me. Please stop yelling at me. <laughs> and so maybe Kate would have been in it more or Unit in general, but who knows? Kate did play a really awkward role in the season. Like just popping in last episode, hanging yeah. out for a bit this episode. Well, especially like if you think about like the times like Dan was on Earth. Like what if Kate was helping him? What if it was the two of them running around? And they could have done something? And then they like Carvanista shows up and then you have this three person team with Dan and Kate and Carvanista. She's a great actor. It it's always nice to have her on the show. Give her something to do. <laughs> like I, maybe she's busy. <laughs> maybe that was the best they could get, but Yeah. I mean, anytime there's Earth-based trouble, you know, the the thought should be in the back of your head that unit is out there. And 
you know, the reveal of how Unit got destroyed by the Grand Servant hadn't happened yet, but there's ways around that. Hey, I got a quick question for you. Yeah. Yes. Another one? Why is Die in this story? Oh my god, can I just say... <laughs> just to shut Dan down. fucking guy. bitch. Oh my god. <laughs> she had what? three strikes against her in this episode. One tells <laughs> Vinder, hey, go jump in the river. Slams him into an invisible wall. Strike one. Strike that was two. hilarious. <laughs> True, but still, like, what a dick. Strike two. Immediately hugs Dan, and then is like, you were late. It's like, oh... What the fuck? Like, calm yourself down. You had so much time to get over it. And then third time, yeah, at the end, she's like, what are you doing here? And it's like, no, let's not get a drink. Goodbye. And it's like, what the hell? Or Di is not obligated to date Dan. No. Like, she doesn't want to date him. That's fine. But she wanted to. Now she doesn't want to just because he was late. Obviously, there was shit going on. A lot of things have happened. We haven't seen everything. Being mad at Di for not wanting to date Dan is not okay. <laughs> it's drinks. Why are we calling this a date, my guy? It was always a date. Mm, who's assuming now? You don't get a table at the Riviera, <laughs> which I'm sure is a oh, nice I, place. I, I hate that. <laughs> I don't know. She She's like the second mini bad guy in this episode oh wow jeez she's not but why is she in this story (laughs) because what did her character do she she She, helps vinder get out she's a she's a courier she's the reason that dan is going with the doctor she's the the reason reason why they use passenger to absorb the flux okay that's fair all all that could have been done by vinder yeah she was she was the companion for Vinder. <laughs> it was just the shutdown for Dan. Dan will it probably could've... go hang out with his parents in the alley with the pan. Oh. If he didn't they have They don't Dad, live there. I don't know. <laughs> he doesn't have a house anymore. Yeah, they're just in this empty lot. Yeah. Dan's life is in shambles yeah. after this season. Well, yeah, maybe that's why Di didn't want to yeah. date him. He's a fucking disaster. Yeah. Like, he doesn't, he can't afford food. Like, he's <laughs> up giving free tours at a place he doesn't work at instead of going to get a fucking job. <laughs> he's a fucking loser his love for Liverpool will sustain him so Di is the best Yep. and yeah. Dan is the worst yes God, God bless Di and go fuck yourself Jane. Dan <laughs> wow no, so, so where the what I thought Di like the purpose she was going to serve before the story so like Dan loves Liverpool he doesn't want to leave Liverpool he's obsessed with it so I was thinking, like, something would have to happen between him and Di to get him to leave. So I, in my predictions that I tweeted out, mostly joke predictions, but I put that I thought Di was going to die. Because there has to be a reason for Dan to want to leave. And her just being like, oh, I don't want to get drinks tomorrow. Like, you know, let's talk about it another time. Get the fuck out of my museum, you goddamn weirdo, and go get a job. Instead of... Like, that being the reason for him to be like, oh, I guess I'll leave and go out with the doctor. It doesn't make any sense. Uh, I mean, that's obviously why he's been working at the museum. 
Like, yeah, he... He likes because they have like a over. public bathroom that he can use, so he can <laughs> shave, and like, he, he's it's, homeless. It's to get with Die. Like, how many times do you think he's been shut down? We don't know that. Well, all of them. There's that woman who's like days away from marrying that oh, left yeah. him. He's a fucking oh, yeah. loser. No, but like, how many days has he been going to the museum and being like, "Now we're getting a drink," and Die's like, "Nah, ask me again later." Like, that could have been going on. Oh, like, on. that might not be the first no, time. No, it could have been, like, 50,000th time, and he's like, all right, this is the time when I just find something else to do. Um, yeah, all that totally makes sense. Um, I You could play on the fact, like, they did it a little bit when the doctor showed up and asked Yaz how long it's been. You could play on the fact that him and Yaz have been together for years and have bonded. And they do a little bit where he's like, she was amazing. And then, he, you know, Yaz is kind of friendly joking with him and making fun of him, calling him a scouse. And, you know, when he can't remember one direction for how to get to the, his bedroom, right or left. Oh, which one was it? I'm a fucking moron. <laughs> uh, <laughs> she's like, come on, scouse, Liverpool, will show you. Um, not Liverpool. Yorkshire. Uh, Yorkshire, yeah, sorry. Uh, but yeah, it's they could have played that up a little more for like a reason why he would want to go. But I don't have a sense of any motivation for his character about anything other than he's just like gleefully following anyone who tells him what to do as long as what they tell him to do isn't get a job. <laughs> he's just having fun, man. Let him have fun. By the way, the day we were recording this is John Bishop's 55th birthday. Happy birthday, John Happy Bishop. Happy birthday. The same age as William Hartnell when he first played the Doctor in 1963. Man, how the times have changed. <laughs> <laughs> well, Hartnell was also, like, aged up with, like, makeup and the wig and everything. to like, he was playing older. So when you see him in Doctor Who, that's not really what he looked like walking around. Couldn't tell with all the coat lapel grabbing he was doing. <laughs> this is... John Bishop was born on November 30th. So last week was John Bishop's 55th birthday. <laughs> hey, don't forget the colonoscopy. Okay, so I said a whole bunch of complaining about little dumb things, but like I did really enjoy the season and I like this episode, but you guys go with stuff. Uh, okay, you talked about the episode where he came in and said he couldn't find where he was going, but we have to go back to that scene. Did I say episode? I meant scene. Where the doctor and Yaz were talking? Yeah. They were going to make out. Like, that was going to happen. Oh, yeah. for sure. A yeah. million percent. I was, I was nervous about it. Not because it would have been a same-sex relationship, but because it would have been a doctor and other person relationship, which I'm not, like, a super big fan of. But... Like, maybe it's just because that TARDIS set is awful. They were standing so close to each other and both crying. And I was just like, oh, they're going to furiously make out right now. And on one hand, I was like, hey, that'd be fun to watch. But on the other hand, <laughs> I, was like, I was like, I don't know if I want this. But I was also happy for all the Thasmid fans out, fans out there. <laughs> I feel I like think... it was a happy medium. Yeah. I, I also... Well, they got the big hug. Yeah. Sorry, sorry, Alex, but the the Thasman shippers have been wanting the hug for a long time, and they did get that like right away in this episode. Yeah, 
year. So I was happy for Mrs. J. She really wanted it. And we got the apology. That's probably the most important part. Yes, Jill, it is. Yeah. And and just an explanation, like, hey, I'm ready to tell you things. This is what I was doing, and I want to tell you so much more. And then Dan emotionally cock-blocked them. <laughs> That's yeah. fine. Because, again, he can't remember right or left. The bad guy. <laughs> there was a lot of things more than just right and left. That's a big TARDIS. He came out and said, was it right or was it left? <laughs> okay, but <laughs> he doesn't even have a house. He doesn't know how to do these things. <laughs> He can't tell for corridors. <laughs> uh, Jericho's fucking dead. Poor Jericho. Oh, oh yeah, yeah, he is. He's kind of like Wilf Wilford two point Yeah, Wilf. Wilfred. Wilfred. Okay, he's like Wilf two and it made me real sad. Hey guys, can I ask you a question? No. Um, why did he die? <laughs> There was no point to it. Oh, because his, his ring got shot. Uh, yeah, yeah, he dropped no, his ring. I know ring. that. Why, as a storytelling device, would you do that? Because everyone loved him, and you got to kill someone that people love. People have a connection to the episode, then. It's not just another Doctor Who Yeah, everybody finale. can't survive. Someone's got to die. He was the it's only the episode one. that Jericho died in. So now it has intrinsic value. Last season, um, Barrison Selmy died. I can't remember what his name was in Doctor Who. Who? <laughs> the old guy. They go to that planet with the portal that takes him to Gallifrey, and he blows it up for them. Oh yeah, yep. Can't remember his name, but anyway, he played Barrison Selmy in Game of Thrones. Ah, so he he died. Chibnall loves killing old men, <laughs> but. Like and he dies, ladies. he dies nobly, saving everybody. Um, Jericho had already done the thing they needed to do. He died because he dropped his ring, and so like, there's no noble sacrifice. There's no, like, it's not as emotional as some other characters we could have lost because he's been in three episodes. So it's not like just that emotional, like heartstring on all the other characters like nobody gave a shit there's one shot of claire's face where she's like ah oh, bummer he's old fuck it <laughs> <laughs> there's there's no reaction from our main cast that like drives them to action or anything so you're saying jericho got done dirty yeah i want to know how that potato dude saw that one tiny ring out of the corner of his eye just shoot it when the door <laughs> that was, was closing. my first thought was that dude's a real dick yeah <laughs> And he knew exactly what it was. It's like, ooh, piece of jewelry. <laughs> he had a billionth of a second to make a decision of what to shoot, and he shoots the goddamn ring on the floor. What an asshole. Yeah, not Jared. He just hates, just he hates fidget spinners, because that was one of those fidget spinner rings, wasn't it? <laughs> centaur. Maybe, I, se, no. <laughs> Can we get a centaur troll face Canceled. for you, please? <laughs> And I kept expecting in that last scene where, like, the side of the ship starts tearing apart and the flux is coming in for just the TARDIS to materialize around him. Like, there was no reason to not just save him. We talked about this last season in um, the one with all the plastic where that one, the astronaut's husband flies the spaceship up 
to like disperse all the life-saving chemical and he's like well i guess i'm gonna die and the doctor's like well i guess that guy died and all the companions are like hey but could you just save him and she's like i guess (laughs) just (laughs) flies the tardis onto his ship and saves him i fully expected her just be like oh let's just go save him like it's a time machine as long as you don't as long as you don't know that he died it's not a paradox you can just go back 25 seconds and save him but instead she's just like well he's dead what do you guys want to do (laughs) oh well yeah because she said uh she would like the tardis couldn't get out of the flux pole from where he was at which the escape pod that she had suggested would not have worked anyway (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> right. <laughs> but, like, if you have to write that to explain why, like, if there's just no point. There's, the scene wasn't emotional enough. It wasn't dramatic enough. It was just like, let's kill this old man so we don't have to be, like, shoot a scene where we drop him off back at home. I'm still thinking, like, anything that's been eaten by the Flux just shows up somewhere else. And I wonder if we're going to see him again, like, next season or something. Maybe. Speaking of... Holy shit. Is, is most of the universe still destroyed? That was my thought. Like, if this was the <laughs> apex of, like, where it ended, does that mean the Earth is, like, it would have been gone at this point? But then Atropos no. was the last spot it was supposed to have been? Right. They weren't anywhere near Atropos yet. Right. But forget this second flux that they stopped. Let's just talk about the first flux. Most of the universe, most of life was destroyed. The universe is really small right now. Mm-hmm. I've watched this episode twice. I've seen some people try to explain that Swarm and Azure, after this second flux, were going to reset the universe so they could flux it all over again and just keep doing that. So they're saying maybe they, the Ravagers, reset the universe before like, getting ready for another flux. I watched this twice. I didn't hear a line saying that that was going to happen. Nope. Also, if the flux was absorbed by passenger, was everything already, like, destroyed by flux? Is it destroyed or absorbed? Oh, you think it's moved. Alex thinks it's moved. I said it, I think it's moved. Well, yeah, Alex thinks it's moved, but, I mean, that's not really relevant to your question. Yeah. It's just about, like, mass, like, and which is also kind of bullshit, because... Like, their plan is to put all of this, all of the Daleks and Cybermen in front of it to stop it. That's the Centaurans' plan. And then the Doctor's like, well, let's throw the Centaurans in there, too. It The first Flux destroyed most of the universe and was fine. Like, they had to throw a TARDIS at it to stop it. So, like, this wouldn't have been enough. And it wasn't. So I, I don't know why it was ever the plan in the first place. But then they're just like, oh... Deus Ex Passenger, throw one of those at it. And it was wicked easy. I just realized, (laughs) is the TARDIS at the end of this series the same TARDIS that was, like, leaking and had a bunch of doors? That is one of my problems with this Oh, yeah. So what the fuck? (laughs) Yeah, why is the TARDIS just okay now? Is it is it because the flux was ended? Like, it was just reacting to the flux at the time? It had a hundred years of sitting in a unit warehouse to, like... You know, figure Chill. shit out. Yeah. <laughs> uh, unless it's still screwed up off stage, and that's why Dan had troubles with left and right. It would have been nice <laughs> to get a little bit more of that story because it was such a huge focal point in the first episode, second episode, yeah. second. 
I don't know. Just, be, just instead of having Kate be like, hey, I carried the TARDIS here all by myself. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I love the TARDIS. I want to know more about the TARDIS. I want, I, I really, really thought that this would be an excuse for them to change the TARDIS set. Yeah. Like, not, not a complete change, but like, when Matt Smith got the new TARDIS, the more mechanical looking TARDIS, and then Capaldi took over and they changed it a little bit, like they put some bookshelves in and some chairs and like, just kind of changed it a bit. I thought we'd get something like that, where it was changed a, a, a little bit. Well, maybe they will uh, on the specials. Maybe it'll change over that. Yeah, maybe. Um, I got another question for you guys. All of the Centaurans, the Daleks, and the Cybermen are dead. Every single oh, one yeah. of them. And, this, and the universe is very small. Lies. The next episode that comes out in about three weeks is called Eve of the Daleks. <laughs> so... <laughs> They're never uh, all dead. Ever. We're just gonna rewind everything. It's fine. Well, there'll ha- it'll have to have been rewound at some point because the universe will have to go back to how it was. Well, Azure had this plan to do a, a flux, destroy, recreate, and destroy loop. Yeah. So, like, clearly the flux can be rewound somehow. Well, but was that just division though? Like, division has the ability to do that. Yeah, so that's why they went there, is to have the power of division to be able to do that. Okay. Speaking of, we haven't talked much about them, what they were doing to the Doctor, where they ended up, what ended up happening to them. What do you guys think of their story in this episode? Was was their perfect being just him again? <laughs> was, did no, I, it was did time. I read that right? No, it was time. Time, like, made itself a form and just decided to look like him. Oh. To feed his ego. And then when he died, it made itself look like the Doctor. Gotcha. Okay. So now is the Doctor going to fight time? (laughs) Well, I mean, we get this all the time. Like, the Ood in the David Tennant specials just saying like your time is coming to an end you're going to die everyone everything ends you could take that as oh the doctor is going to die or this doctor is going to die and we're going to have regeneration we know that's coming and we know it's only three more episodes away hmm I was super disappointed with how the ravagers were killed well no they were ascended they weren't killed well, well that's they what, think that's what they Azura was saying. Yeah. But like the crazy guys in Mad Max Fury Road that put spray paint on their mouth in their mouths are like, oh, we're gonna send <laughs> like they're just committing suicide. <laughs> yeah. I, I was expecting so much more from them or like a larger battle, but it was like I think nope. they come back. No, 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 no. I don't you know, I don't know. No, the episode says at the end what we're dealing with moving forward time tells her yeah but time now has the ravagers now nah, they're, they're gone yeah they're dead but the scene inside of the fob watch was so pretty like i loved how everything oh, was like just with the house yeah and it was like yeah. all black and white but then the ravagers were still in bright color. color yeah yeah 
they're so cool. I love the design of the Ravagers so much. Yeah, they're 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 probably my favorite designed just creature in general. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I've give we've all given a lot of love to Swarm in this one or in this series. But Azure, when she's talking Dude. to the Doctor about, she like, went crazy. You, but like before that, when she's just talking, she's like, "You want to protect life, we want the opposite. Like, what's the difference? Like your religion versus our religion, and like." In that speech, she was so good. That actress is incredible. Yeah. And I, I just like, I was like, oh, man, we've been short tripping Azure this whole time just because Swarm is so awesome. Yeah, that was a really good scene. I want to know, God, man, like it. And maybe I don't like it because as much as everybody else is because it, it had so many questions. Which I don't know, there's going to be specials. Maybe they'll address some of it. I have no idea. Well, I don't think there's any questions that weren't answered. What do you, what do you mean? Have in mind? Like everything in the Fob Watch. Like, what is that house? Uh, oh, that house was her memories that are missing. Yeah, I get that, but like, I want more. And then you, you just <clears throat> want her memories. Well, I I don't know. But the I mean, from day one, like you knew you knew she was never going to get those memories. That was the whole point of the I, story. I it know. was for her to turn her back on them. In order to save everybody. Yeah. And it didn't quite work that way. Like, I thought she was going to have to make a choice, and she didn't. <laughs> she's just like, but but the point she did is, make like, a choice. she put the watch in the TARDIS. And right. I, I meant, I thought she would have to choose between saving her friends oh, and getting the memories. Gotcha. Um, and she very quickly made that choice of, well, I'm going to go save the universe. But I, yeah, like... The point is that it doesn't matter. Like, she's who she is. She's her own person. Right. Like, that's the story. They Like, they already came to that conclusion at the end of last series, and this is just like, hey, let's do that again. But if that was the story, then why did she even keep the watch in the TARDIS anyway? Like, it's just another thing that's, like, now there that's gonna, I think, entice the Doctor to try and... Figure it, it could out. be it could be a thing that Chibnall never touches, and he's just like, I'll just leave that for someone else if they want right. to, but they don't have to. Yeah, yeah, I I would agree, but that was the thing. I was like, fuck, ah. yeah, yeah. And then the uh, what else? Oh, uh, like the whole time thing. So now, I don't know. Does do- the Doctor have to do something with uh, what was the place? Uh, that As- A- Astropor. Astropor and figure out how to fix the universe in time and maybe that's like a special like no i think that was just foreshadowing for her for jody's end mm. atropos yeah atropos. that's it yeah you're right <laughs> atropor <laughs> that was that sounded atropos. so wrong to me atropos i i think we'll get some stuff like i do think in these next three stories probably the last one we're gonna get joe martin's doctor again and we might get like a little bit of what she's missing. Maybe we'll get everything. Who fucking knows? Ooh. But I don't think it's completely over. Yeah. So you were talking about like a like a Doctor Who universe of like shows. What yeah. if they came out with one that is called Division, and it's just about someone in Division? Maybe There's Carvinista. That would be so cool. Absolutely no reason not to do that. The it would Hooniverse. be so cool. Oh my yeah. god. Yeah. So uh. So Bad Wolf, I, we talked about this last week, I think, or a couple weeks ago, they trademarked the name for their subdivision that's going to run Doctor Who, and it's called Hooniverse One. And yeah, RTD said 
many times he thinks Doctor Who should have a universe. And I was listening to some other podcasts this week, and they kept saying multiverse. They don't mean multiverse. <laughs> like they, They're not going to have alternate universes. They just want to have stories within the same universe that don't necessarily have the Doctor. I mean, look at the last time RGD ran the show. We had Sarah Jane Adventures, Torchwood, and some more proposed shows that got pretty far into pre-production and never ended up going. Including one that actually didn't go very far called Rose Protector of Earth. Oh, that'd be kind of cool. So there's, yeah, I mean, it's, especially if we're on this kind of production schedule where we're getting 10 episodes every 18 months or two years, like, why not have shows in the middle? Yeah. Um, our friends over at Neither Time Nor the Space just watched class. More specifically, Matt watched all of class in one sitting. And he didn't hate it. And he came away being like, I actually wish there was more class. (laughs) Like, you could do something like that. Like, those kids have kind of aged out. But there's a lot you can do in the Doctor Who world. And you look at Big Finish and all the spinoffs and all the series that they do that don't have the Doctor in them. You could just have a unit show. Yeah, and it would be super like Torchwood basically was a unit show. They just wanted Captain Jack to be in it, so they had to call it something else. Man, Carvanista was a companion to the Doctor. That was so sad. I really hope he gets that poison pill thing out of his head. Yeah, yeah. That was a good explanation as to why he can't chit chat. Was Mm -hmm. really good, and I feel like he even talked more than he should have. Yeah. yeah, he was dancing on the line I was there. Like, oh, <laughs> your suicide right there. <laughs> I actually have that in my notes as something shitty. Like, it's just too coincidental. Like, oh, they put a thing in my head that if I tell you the exact thing you want right now, I'll die. Like, the doctor could just sonic his head and be like, fixed. <laughs> tell me everything. <laughs> right. Didn't she sonic somebody in this episode? The and they- Grand Serpent. The Grand Serpent, and just, okay, the Sonic now freezes alien entities. <laughs> well, she, like, turned Centauran tech on him. Like, it was something in the room she activated. No, well, yeah, eventually that happened, but that's not what she did. She just, like, showed up, and bam, did g- <laughs> yeah. gave him the Sonic screwdriver. <laughs> but, like, as weird as that is, like, when that TARDIS shows up and the second Doctor steps out, I was fucking cheering. Like, I do real, I do like this episode, and I feel like we've spent a lot of time shitting on it, but we're dumb Doctor Who fans, so we, that's what we do. Only shit on the episodes we love. The episodes we hate, <laughs> we don't shit on. We just talk about other things. <laughs> oh, can I tell you something that made me sad? When um the Mad Mole guy who dug all the tunnels, like, after they figure out what it is, and yeah, the Doctor meets him... And he gets to, like, tell his story, like, oh, this is why I did it. She's like, cool. See you later. (laughs) Bye. (laughs) You can go now. (laughs) Can I tell you what made me underwhelmed, speaking of things we loved about this episode? (laughs) Okay. No, I'm almost ready to talk about good things, I think. I just keep thinking of bad things. We're almost Um, 50 minutes in, so whenever you're ready. (laughs) Okay. We'll come up with it soon. But uh, Vinder and Belle's reunion was so underwhelming. Yeah. Like, there just wasn't really emotion. So, like, we saw Belle was looking for Vinder. We never really saw, like, would Vinder, like, if he gave a shit or not. Like, he, we saw he was I a good... I don't think that's true. No, no, I know. We, like, saw he was a good guy, so we assume he's, like, looking for her, right? But 
there like that was really not touched on. But we knew he Bell shows was up leaving. on that planet, sees her like sees that he just missed her, sees her recording. But was he He's looking emotional. for her? Yes, that's why oh, he went okay. there. All right. Well, anyway, I just thought their their meetup was just real underwhelming, especially like the oh we're having a baby thing too, and like we're having yeah. a baby, neat. Yeah, it was okay. real disappointing. And then like leaving with Carvanista, like that was adorable. Like I'm glad they're yeah. together and like doing stuff and adventuring because obviously they yeah. both like Mom, that. Mom, dad, the baby, and the family dog. Perfect. <laughs> it was hilarious. I just wanted their meetup to be better. I agree, but I, I felt that about a bunch of big emotional scenes in Chibnall's era, like the Graham and Ryan stuff, like you guys were always really positive on, and for me, like, I liked it, but I always just wanted, like, a little more, like some of these big emotional moments that we had in previous seasons with, like, the Doctor and Rose, or um, the... uh. Or, like, Capaldi and, you know, absolutely anything, specifically Clara. Do you think it just took it all out of him to write that Yaz in Doctor scene? Couldn't <laughs> do anything else? Just furiously masturbating. <laughs> Yaz, Yaz was just so bummed that there's only one Doctor now. She was ready to party. <laughs> Oof. Yeah. Yeah, I'm, I'm with you on that, Jill. I don't know what else you could do. There's just so much going on. And and you guys, when we started, a few of you said you kind of wish it had been two episodes. I don't think I really agree with that. I think... Only Terry said that. Thanks. <laughs> I, I said there was a lot in this episode. I think someone else agreed. Yeah, I okay, definitely agree. Yeah, yeah, Alex did say there's a lot. I think with a finale, you need a frenetic pace. But in the end, you need a slowdown. Like, you need a prologue. And their reunion came in the middle instead of at the end. So there's not really time. So, you know, it's just kind of a victim of the pace of the episode. In fact, to the exact opposite of that, we were like 40 minutes into the episode and Cody's like, nothing has happened yet. (laughs) (laughs) It was, I specifically said, if they don't wrap this shit up, we're not going to see anything done <laughs> because it was 40 minutes of everybody just running around going, what's, what do we do? Where do we go? Oh God. It's the serpent. One more thing about that reunion that I just thought of. I think it was also brought down by the die and Dan meetup because obviously it's not like a thing as much as Vinder and bell. So I think showing that at the same time made it, just right weird yeah having everyone reunited in the same moment yeah probably because we never saw dan like full out go like oh my god i need die we've got to go find god go don't go don't die we also never saw dan complete a sentence or say anything (laughs) useful or do anything yeah so yeah i guess never mind now's his time though die cut her losses (laughs) What ended up with the serpent? I can't remember. Did he die or blow up? He got left on a rock in the middle of space. Yeah, I had to rewatch. So... Oh, that's right. Carv- yeah. or, uh, Vinder said something I know something about. Exile. Solitude or, or exile? Yeah. yeah. Okay. So it's possible we could see him again. 
do we know or do we still think he's not the master? <laughs> uh, yes, we still think he's not the master. Oh, I still think he's master. <laughs> <laughs> the master's in a really tight spot right now. The master's coming because time told us that. Yeah. So time said, your time is heading towards its end. Nothing is forever. No regeneration. No life. Beware the forces that mass against you and their master. If yeah. you had subtitles on, master was capitalized. But then they hard cut to to the serpent, right? He's not the master. <laughs> they No, they didn't. Because then it was the doctor saying, oh, we need to wrap up one more thing. And then went to the tunnels and got rid of the serpent. Huh. Sorry, it was not a hard cut to him. He's not the master. <laughs> Man, you guys seem very sure of yourselves. I hope you can go As back. Producer, I hope we're wrong Isaac. and you can go back and clip this all. And... <laughs> Literally but anything could be the master. Not... We've seen it before. Yeah, they did. Like um, The doctor did say, oh, you're this thing. And he just didn't say anything. So... I guess we're just assuming she was right, but I mean, she could be very wrong and that could be the master. Well, she does say he's a binary demi species, so he is different. He's not a time lord. He didn't agree or say that was right. Well, she explains what that means. Like he's two beings at once, both the snake and him, the snake being a smaller form, but more dangerous and blah, 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 blah. She also makes fun of his name when he says, oh, call me Grand Serpent. And she's like, oh, is that what your parents called you? Oh, look, isn't he so cute? Grand Serpent. It's like, your <laughs> name's the doctor. <laughs> your parents didn't name you that. <laughs> like, you're pot calling the kettle black here, yeah, asshole. She didn't have parents, Jake. But we never, we never got <laughs> she to did. the... They, she died 20 minutes ago in the <laughs> last episode. Down. We never got to the uh, the bottom of what the Grand Serpent was really trying to do, though, did we? Like, no, no, it, we, we talked, talked about shit about, about it forty for minutes a while. ago. <laughs> well, no, you you were saying why is he so obsessed about Unit, right. but like, why was he helping the the Santarans and what? Yeah, I think just because there's not a lot of options right now. Like he's he's playing his chips. There's a very small universe. He sees the Centaurans as likely to win. So he's just sidling up with them. He's coming back. Reoccurring character. For sure. The one thing I really did like, even though I don't understand why he was chasing Kate Stewart, um, when he shows, when she pops up in the tunnels and is like, you know, hey, when, when Vinder's there too, and she's like, hey, we got you now. And he goes, I knew you'd be cowering down here. And she says, and yet in your arrogance, you came alone. Like, I really like that moment for Kate. And I thought it was really cool. Go, Kate. Yay. Kate had some badass, like, mic drop moments. Kate always gets badass mic drop yeah. moments. I uh, want more Kate. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I did write my notes when 
at the very end when she's talking to the doctor she's like oh i like this regeneration like and i hope we see each other again i was like oh is that because you guys look exactly the same if the doctor was like 15 years older (laughs) (laughs) they have the same haircut they're both blonde they're the same height same build (laughs) yeah i really enjoyed the scene uh with the santar uh in the the what? The candy shop? The Santar. Santarin. The Santar. Yeah. Santar. Santarin. <laughs> anyway, just getting drunk off of chocolate. Like, I just <laughs> love that we had this scene of indulgence. It was great. That was fun. And it's fun to have, like, a funny scene with the Santarins. And especially with, like, corner shops, that's funny. But the doctor's whole plan relies on that one centaur being like, oh yeah, I'll take you to like our psychic headquarters. <laughs> <laughs> if you just offer me some chocolate that I could easily just steal from anywhere. I laughed, but it was super cheesy. I think it would have been fine if it was just a cheesy scene by itself, but like to have it kind of be a plot point crucial to their plan yeah. <laughs> for how this was kind of weird. Shows how simple the Centaurans are. Yeah. And they are. I thought the lady that played Claire was fucking awesome again. Oh, yeah. She's just great. Yep. There was one line uh, when the doctor met the tunnels dude. I forgot his name already. Um, Williamson. Williamson. She was like congratulating him and everything. And at one point said Paul Hollywood handshake. Yes. Yeah. I knew you'd like that one. I know. I found it wonderful and hilarious. But then I was like, wait, how? Well, no, because I suppose it's happening in the now. What time Mm -hmm. period were they in when they did this? Who cares? She's making a reference. That's true. What is that? I don't know. So that that is is, uh, the greatest. Great British Bake Off. Yeah. He's one of the judges, Paul Hollywood. Or whatever the show's called now. Oh. And Hmm. like when he's very impressed, when uh, Baker does really well. Um, if he really loves a dish, he will give them a handshake, and that's like a super high achievement for these people. Otherwise, he's normally got criticism for them. So that's kind of a, a high point for everyone in the week if someone gets a handshake from him. So that was kind of her saying like, oh my god, you're the best. Paul Hollywood handshake. Hmm. All right. Did anyone else think the Lupari were killed a little too easily? Yes, I thought it was going to be fake news. Like, in just an afternoon, they're like, hey, we killed all 7 billion of your Lupari. Or how are, if even if there's only one person per ship, there were 7 billion of them. It doesn't appear to be that many Centaurans. There has, that had to have been like gloating and trying to get under his skin, right? Like he... Carvanisa is, a, like, carries on, assuming he's the last of his species. I know. That's bullshit. I <laughs> kinda hope that's true, because the flux obliterated fifty percent of them anyway. It was yeah, maybe probably it, brutal. Maybe if the universe is reset, maybe they're reset as well. Yeah. I want to see a Boston Terrier and a German Shepherd. <laughs> <laughs> hey Cody. Mr. Jake. Who's your MVP? My MVP is Swarm. Because I've dodged him repeatedly <laughs> the way he's carried while on. praising his, him. Well, I praise him, but I don't, I'd have to listen back. But I think every time I want to pick him as MVP, I keep dodging. And I know the doctor's going to be picked. The doctor did fantastic. Yaz did absolutely amazing. Everybody did really good acting-wise. 
I dislike Carvanista only because you can see the actor's mouth through the costume and it's just kind of shitty. It it breaks it breaks yeah, but my they give vibes. Them teeth. They do. Yeah, that's cool. And this was the fr- I, I'm with you. Like the first time, this was the first time I thought like, oh, that costume's a little rough because when he's trying to be very emotional during his big heroic moment, the costume, the face is giving him nothing. And so it's like all just voice and it's it's kind of a bummer. Yeah, a bit of a bummer. But Swarm is absolutely fucking amazing. I'll miss you. I appreciate everything you did for Doctor <laughs> Who. Congratulations <laughs> on the afterlife. You get Sam my MVP. Sp- Sam Spruel's the actor. Sam Spruel. Speaking of Sam, Sam, who you got? The emotional buildup of the scene between the Doctor and Yaz. So Chibbers and the acting. All three of them did a wonderful job. (laughs) You're picking three people as your MVP? (laughs) Okay. Terry? I'm going to go with Jodie Whittaker. Jill? I'm going with Jodie Whittaker for one specific moment. There were lots of things I liked, but both times I watched it, I had to, like, pause and laugh at the scene with the centaurans and the chocolate and her face of disgust at the centauran (laughs) just going ham on the chocolate. That's why she gets it. Alex? I'm going with Azure. Hell yeah. Azure. Yeah, she was great. Um, Roshenda Sandal. She killed it. Yeah. I'm also going with Jody. I think she fucking killed this episode. Some of her better acting throughout. Uh, I don't know if I've ever picked her before in an episode. Maybe once. Maybe her first episode. Um, so yeah, she definitely deserves praise for this one now going forward we've already recorded our next episode it's going to be on the aztecs we've got time to record a few more classics hold on i gotta pull up Do the we? thing <laughs> before what Just not that thing out <laughs> <laughs> what like time before i die of boredom from watching classic <laughs> Doctor Who? You go to hell. <laughs> okay. So our Aztecs episode will come out in two weeks. Um, we're going to go back to our bi-weekly uh, release schedule until the show comes back. So this episode should be coming out on the 13th of December. And then our Aztecs episode will come on the 27th. In the meantime, we will record our episode on the Censorites. But the next episode to be released will be our episode on the New Year's Day special. Woohoo! Which, guess when that comes out? It's New Year's Day. Whoa. <laughs> oh, that's not right. <laughs> so we will get together in two weeks to record a classic episode. We have that one and then three more before we're at the point where we kind of have a natural pause point if we choose to pause and go do something else 
Torchwood, Class, yes. Sarah Jane, whatever we decide. All of them. Um, so that's the plan going forward for the end of 2021 into early 2022. Alex, please give me the song. This has been Married to Who, our episode on The Vanquishers. On behalf of myself, Jake, Cody, Sam, Jill, and Alex, and our producer, Terry, thank you so much for listening. If you'd like to listen to any more than our 100 most recent episodes, you can do so on our website, MarriedToWho.com, or on anything other than Spotify. For some reason, Spotify limits us to 100 episodes. Please join us next time for the Aztecs. Do 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 do